0: Are finishing moves one of the most important and popular parts of wrestling? The answer is yes. You can become a fan favourite if your finisher is of such high quality. And let's not forget that in the late 90s, adults and children alike were roaming around, giving each other stone cold stunners. That's not normal. It doesn't always go this well though, and in fact, sometimes we try something new and it completely falls apart. I'm Simon from What Culture? please do hit that subscribe button. This is 10 WWE Finishers. That were quickly dropped Number 10. Kane and the Falling Powerbomb Early WWE Kane was the man When we got to 2001 He was on fire, pun intended And while the Big Red Machine never got himself Into the Match of the Year category He was having great fights with everyone X-Pac, Albert, Rhino If you got in the ring with The Undertaker's brother Good times were a-coming Interestingly, this was the same time he separated himself from his sibling a bit, where he introduced the falling powerbomb to his arsenal and started to win matches with it. Given his size, he made this look awesome too. A massive man hoisting you up and then falling to his own knees with you in tow just looked like it killed his opponents. It felt like a smart change. That's why when we just stopped doing it, a few people, including me, were confused. The chokeslam returned as his maneuver of choice, which was fine, just wasn't as original it was around here too when kane got into a war with shane mcmahon which ended with testicles being electrocuted maybe those two things tie in who knows number nine dean ambrose and the other dirty deeds dean ambrose's dirty deeds has become john moxley's paradigm shift and it is a great move he made it even more devastating since he left wwe and between that and a whole host of other decisions has become one of the most popular guys in the industry who would have thunk it? Before all of this though, the Dirty deed was actually being performed kinda in reverse. As opposed to an underhook DDT, Ambrose would use it as a headlock driver essentially where he would face forward with his rival before hurling their head into the mat. So it was the same idea, just executed differently. The problem was how clunky it was. It never really went as smooth as it was supposed to, and if we're honest, it's just one of those situations where in theory this made sense, but when we tried it out, it didn't work. The former Shield man knew this too and made the necessary changes. It's almost like he gets this wrestling thing and knows what to do. Number 8, Chris Jericho and the Breakdown. Chris Jericho knows how to reinvent himself. This is why he's having a 30-year-plus career and why he stayed on top for so long. He changes with the world, and that includes when it comes to finishing moves, even though they don't always work. During one of his many comebacks, Jericho returned with another new move, this time named the Breakdown, likely because in his entrance music, someone screams Break the world down. Essentially the same as Mrs. skull-crushing finale, Y2J just had better moves than this, meaning this is a finisher never caught on. His most famous appearance was when Jericho used it on The Rock at the 2001 Survivor Series, when Le Champion almost cost WWE their battle against WCW. And soon after that, it was gone again. Ironically, this was the right move. I'll be here all week. Number seven, Braun Strowman and the reverse chokeslam. In theory, this made sense. Strowman was massive, and as massive men always do chokeslams in WWE, why not reverse it so he could do something different? In this case, throwing his opponent's face into the mat instead. It sounded smart. Once again though, when we started doing it, more often than not, it didn't work. Unless Braun's opponent weighed as much as your pet fish, gravity got in the way and rather than land flush on their nose, they kind of just fell awkwardly before crumbling on the floor. It wasn't the impactful finish Strowman needed. Which is why we just switched it up to the running power slam. A simple move, yes, but one that made sense. And Braun does do it very well. That counts for a lot. We still tried others first, such as a chokehold and the Yokosuka cutter. But once again, that's not what you're doing when the man in question is bigger than a house. Number six, Randy Orton and the Ozone. Who remembers this? I would guess even Orton may have to think about it for a while. And it's one of those moves that actually fails because of overthinking. What haven't we done so far? Let's just do that. Essentially wrapping your knee around somebody's head and then flipping that person around and driving their head into the floor, it was the first ending move by one Randy Orton. And you've got to think if he hadn't have changed to the RKO, RKO, his career may have gone differently. I mean, that's not really true, because the Viper knew what he was doing in the ring since day one, but still, the Ozone looked odd and complicated, and lacked, once again, the impact such manoeuvres need. I mean, when he won with it, you kind of went, really? He beat him with that? I don't think that was the idea. Number 5, Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Million Dollar Dream. Even though he probably wants to forget it, the internet will remind us until the end of days that before Steve Austin was Stone Cold, he was the ringmaster. Brought into the WWE, thanks to Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man, Austin was seen as a good hand and nothing more you know the rest. Given his gimmick though, it did mean he was winning matches with the Million Dollar Dream as a nod to his mentor. He was even the flipping Million Dollar Champion for a while. Talk about missing what you got. It was also difficult for the audience as it just kept the company with one foot firmly in the past when they were desperate to move forward. It's why after six months this was gone with the stunner coming into rotation and the rest is history. Still though, what a bizarre way for the most popular wrestler in history to mark his arrival. Now before Seth Rollins and the collapsing DDT. Seth Collins had his finishing move sorted with the stomp. It looks great, it's totally believable, and he knows how to pull it off. This should have stood the test of time. Unfortunately, after looking at it, Vincent McMahon decided it was too easy to copy and didn't want kids up and down the country mimicking it at home. That sounded really bad, and just like that... It was gone. This meant Seth had to find something new, which was hard, as it's not what the fans wanted to see. He settled on the pedigree for a while to light a fire under his fube Triple H, but just before then, Rollins tried something fresh, the collapsing DDT. It was basically just a DDT, but he wiggled his legs a little bit, and therein was the issue. Why would he change from something so good to this, especially as it just looked like everybody else's move? Thankfully, we all understood this after a while and went back to the stomp, This wasn't great while it lasted. Number three, Seth Rollins and the knee. Well, no, that's a half-truth, because we didn't get right back to the stomp. We had to make another stop along the way, aka the knee. After he had beaten Triple H at WrestleMania and realizing he needed to separate himself from the game, Seth Rollins started using a knee to the head as a finisher. This wasn't bad, but it was a maneuver that was slowly becoming slightly overdone, and it didn't help that nobody seemed to know what to call it. Michael Cole would often just shout out, it's the knee, it's the knee. Great. Like we're in science class. It was then called King's Landing for a while in the ripcord, but once again you could just feel it in the ether. Nobody wanted this and no one bought it either. It wasn't Rollins' fault and he did what he could, but you just know when something is right and when something is wrong, this was wrong. Number 2. The Undertaker and the Old School Diving Elbow Now this was not the name of the move, although it would be if The Undertaker started doing it these days, but it does allow you to get the context of when the dead man was doing it. But even though the chokeslam, the tombstone and the last ride would become synonymous with how he finished his rivals, in the early days when his opponents were a little on the bigger side, the phenom resorted to this. Much like when he would grab another wrestler's arm before walking the top rope, Taker would batter them, leave them on the mat, climb the turnbuckle once more and hit an elbow drop after shuffling down the top rope again. For a guy his size, it looked great. Why he stopped it, nobody knows. But maybe someone took him to one side and said, "Look, dude, you six foot ten one One day your hips and back isn't going to appreciate this." And I think we can all agree they were right. If that conversation even happened, I just made it up. Number one, Kane and the Iron Claw, and he is back. And this time we're talking about what some like to call one of the worst finishes ever. And I suppose it depends how you see pro wrestling. Because is the Iron Claw ridiculous? Yes much like the people's elbow, the worm, and the mandible claw. For some reason, if you do them correctly, though, they just work. When Kane was feuding with John Cena, however, and trying to get him to embrace the hate, the big red machine decided to start trying to win matches by taking his hand and attempting to crush somebody's head. I mean, it sounds terrible, just doesn't really look that way. Unless you have the strength of Zeus, all you're doing is crunching someone's facial features up, and from what I know, that's not going to end in total disfigurement. It is cartoon pro wrestling, which is fine, but you've got to pick your moments. Before you could say Katie Vick, we were back to the Chokeslam. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh.